Hello and welcome to Behind the Body Shop, the podcast that connects you to people within the automotive repair community. I'm your host, Kirsten Dodd. In this episode, I am joined by Molly Gray, BASF's Strategic Account Specialist for our Automotive Refinish Coatings Division right here in ANZ and also our local lead for sustainability. And Molly also sits on BASF Australia's Sustainable Development Council. So welcome, Molly, and thank you for joining me on Behind the Body Shop to discuss the global mega trend and focus topic across many industries, which is sustainability. Thanks for having me, Kirsten. Excited to be here. Like I mentioned, sustainability isn't unique to any one industry. It's a global focus. And today we will focus on sustainability in the automotive repair industry and the positive influence it has across many facets of the business, including employees, suppliers and industry partners. So BASF have set sustainability targets across many business units. What commitment has BASF made to sustainability and what targets have been set for the refinished coatings business unit specifically? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And those familiar with BASF will know that our company purpose is to create chemistry for a sustainable future. So sustainability is really important for us. It's embedded all throughout our business um, and throughout every aspect of our supply chain. So from our sourcing and our production right through to the solutions that we provide for our customers. So It is a big focus area for us and it is a key driver for our business. Um, And globally, we have set very ambitious targets um, to reduce our carbon emissions by 25% compared to 2018 levels by 2030 and to achieve net zero emissions by 2050 while still increasing production volumes. Um, So a big focus and I guess in terms of our specific commitment to the automotive industry, our coatings division has also set some very clear targets focusing across three key areas. So the first being, again, carbon reduction. So we're looking at a 40% specific reduction of our carbon footprint Um, The second focus area is material efficiency, so looking at increasing the efficiency of the materials used to provide our solutions by 25%. And then the third aspect um, on the safety and sustainability um, factors of our solutions, so looking at having 40% of our sales being um, products that do have that strong contribution to sustainability. So Those are the three key areas that we're really focusing on to drive sustainability throughout the automotive industry, I guess, from a a supplier perspective. I think what you've said really highlights how important the commitment to driving sustainability is, but how is BASF now going to support customers in this space? Yeah, great question. Um, And of course, making sure that we are providing our customers with sustainable solutions that will have a positive impact to their business is is really important to us. And there are several ways that we're supporting our customers in this space. So firstly, from a product perspective, we are really differentiating ourselves in the market in terms of the sustainability standards of our products. So 
For example, our 100 line base coat is the first in the market to have VOC levels less than 250 grams per litre, which exceeds all global requirements. Um, the faster application times of 100 line as well reduces process times on average by up to 35% and also allows for up to 20% of uh, reduced material consumption. So a big sustainability and efficiency benefit there. Um, we also have some exciting new innovations that are soon to be launched with air drying and UV technology. So again, looking at how we can help our customers reduce their energy costs and, and drying times, which... I think is very important, especially considering the rising gas prices that, that we're all experiencing at the moment. Um, but another big focus area here for us is reducing the actual carbon footprints of our products and therefore our customers' carbon footprints. So as you can imagine, Carbon emissions is a big topic for chemical companies and as the leading chemical company globally, we definitely, definitely, um, I guess, acknowledge our role to play in driving this. Um, and we understand that transparency with our customers in this space is, is key. And we have actually globally developed a methodology to calculate the product carbon footprint of our products from cradle to gate. So that essentially means from the very first point of production, including raw materials um, from suppliers, right through to the point that the products leave our production gate. So to be able to soon provide this sort of data for our customers is a really amazing step towards creating that transparency with, with our end users so that they can make conscious decisions to reduce their footprint. And this methodology is already starting to be adopted by other countries globally, which is, which is really exciting. And it's a great step towards creating global standards in this space as well. Um, we are close to launching our first biomass balance refinished products here in Australia, which have a reduced carbon footprint, which is which is awesome. And being the first to market with these products is, is really exciting for us. And it puts us ahead of the game in this space, I think, which is really important because I do see that customers and, and consumers are starting to become more aware of their own carbon footprints. And I think that in the future, this information will be readily available and will strongly influence customer purchasing decisions. I think sort of similar to, you know, for example, how the health consciousness movement impacts our purchasing decisions. Like, for example, you know, when you're at the supermarket and you're looking to buy like a snack bar and you can read the nutritional labels on the back of the two bars that that you're tossing up between and you can compare the calories and the, the carbs and the protein content and all that sort of thing. And you can make your choice based on this information. And I actually believe that at some stage, the same will happen for carbon footprint of the products we use and that customers will actually be able to compare the the carbon footprint data of the different products and, and base their purchasing decision on this. And, and obviously, you know, that's very 
future thinking, um, but I think you have to be. And I think that considering how quickly this movement's growing, that we really are well positioned to provide transparency for our products, um, for our customers already. So that's really good to see. Um, so that's a bit of a, a summary, I guess, on how we're supporting our customers in this space from a product perspective. Um, but our support also extends further than just our products. I think um, we do offer a range of consulting services and, and digital tools as well, which really aim to enhance process optimization for our customers and, and help enhance efficiencies across all areas of their businesses, which is really important. And I guess, you know, we all know that digitalization is the future and, and for us it's a really key enabler um, to continue to drive sustainability and efficiency improvements for our customers as well. Glasserot 100 line is BASF's latest automotive paint technology, which stands for the highest eco-efficiency, helping our customers to grow, become more competitive, and at the same time reduce their environmental impact. Glasserot 100 line exceeds all global VOC requirements and is 40% below the EU solvent limit. It is designed to elevate our customers' business efficiency through reduced material consumption and faster application times. Glasserot 100 line. The colourful way to be green. Thanks, Molly. You mentioned 100 Line having a low VOC value, and I know that was launched in 2020 by BASF. You also touched on a new product offering coming into the market. What does that product offering look like? Yes, so in addition to 100 Line, this October we are launching a brand new eco-effective portfolio segment. Um, that will be the first to the market with such a strong sustainability focus. So within this segment, we're launching our Aura-class portfolio. So this new portfolio consists of our next generation of clear coats and undercoats, so including a range of primers, hardeners, reducers, additives, body fillers, and, of course, our clears. Um and our Aura-class portfolio is the first in the market to be produced using the biomass balance approach, therefore having a much lower carbon footprint. And we, as I mentioned before, we also have some super exciting new innovations um, also launching within the portfolio. I touched on the UV and air drying technology um, that obviously have great efficiency benefits. And then with the biomass balance approach, we'll also be looking at reducing our customers' CO2 emissions as well. So we're looking to develop um, some certificates and some content for our customers to be able to promote their emissions savings that they're making via the biomass balance approach, which is something that they they can advertise to their end users and insurance companies as well, which is really exciting. But as I mentioned, this new eco-effective segment, it's all about drawing that link between sustainability and efficiency, creating more, using less. Um, and we're super excited to be leading this drive um, and to be setting new standards in regards to sustainability within the industry from, from a product perspective. Molly, you mentioned the biomass balance approach and that this is the approach that BASF will be taking with the new portfolio. Can you explain what this is and how it impacts the end product? Yes, good question. So 
The biomass balance approach is one of the exciting new methods that BASF are using to transition from a linear to a circular economy. So when I talk about a linear economy, I mean that traditional model of take, make, dispose. So taking resources, extracting them, making, manufacturing, consuming them, and then disposing of them, throwing them to landfills. So that really linear life cycle of materials. Um, But we're wanting to drive a more circular economy that looks at minimising waste and reusing, recycling, refurbishing existing resources and materials to keep them within the value chain um, for as long as possible. So a much more circular life cycle. Um, So... We, of course, as a chemical company, are looking at ways that we can make our manufacturing process more circular, which is where the biomass balance approach comes in. So to put it simply, the biomass balance approach is the replacement of fossil fuel resources with renewable and or recycled raw materials at the beginning of our production process to reduce CO2 emissions. So... This process allows us to obviously decrease our usage of fossil fuels and reduce the carbon footprint of the end products. And this does so without compromising on product performance or quality, um, which is great. And the other the other exciting thing is, is that this process has a global independent third-party certification, RedCert, um, which verifies the percentage of you know, renewable recycled materials that have been allocated to the end products. So this allows us to calculate the the CO2 savings that our customers will make using these products um, and purchasing these products via the mass balance approach. So we're really excited that this new R-Class portfolio um, will feature products that have been manufactured using this process. So so it's a really exciting innovation and, and something that we're very keen to launch to the market. Give your business the power to really fly. Glassworks Refinity. One platform, one password, one seamless digital experience. A digital platform designed to drive your business success. Access solutions designed for colour, learning, business management, support and trusted partner solutions. Designed to help you succeed in the digital age. The power of one. I think it's also very exciting, particularly seeing how the development of automotive paints over time have developed uh, with efficiencies, usage, waterborne technology, and now the innovations you mentioned with air drying and UV, and in addition, the range of clear coats and undercoats with Glazerat Ara class that are coming, uh, focusing on offering body shops an environmentally sustainable solution. What are the driving influences for those CO2 targets you mentioned in automotive that you see? Yeah, another good question. And this one's hard because we don't have any legislation driving this yet, but we can see regulatory trends overseas, particularly in Europe with the EU Green Deal. So I do think that it would be silly to assume that, you know, these trends won't impact us in Australia in the near future. But I think first and foremost, it's 
it's part of our social responsibility, you know, as, as a supplier to be setting the standard for the industry and to be focused on reducing emissions and, and climate protection and, and all these sorts of things. But there are some other drivers, I think, um, for example, insurance companies. I think that insurers also want to be seen as role models for the industry in this space and and start to drive progress towards a climate neutral economy as well. I think the OEMs also are another influence. We know that OEs like BMW, Mercedes, Toyota, all of them really have all outlined strong commitments from a corporate level to strive for carbon neutrality. And I believe that this will start to have an even stronger influence on body shop standards in the near future as well. Yeah, and and working towards a more sustainable future in the automotive industry benefits people on on so many levels. Can, Can you explain to me what these benefits are? Yeah, definitely. Um, But I I think that when we talk about a sustainable future for the automotive industry, we aren't only talking from an environmental perspective. You know, there's a lot of things that make our industry sustainable. And, you know, we're talking about sustainable profit, increased efficiencies, you know, addressing some of the the issues we're finding in the industry, like labour and skill shortages and, and looking at what we can do to attract new people and and the younger generation to the industry in order to ensure that sustainable future. So I think there's a lot of things that contribute here, but I think that the environmental perspective does have a strong impact on on all of these aspects as well. Um, And from all levels, as you mentioned, starting from, you know, the painters and the technicians having them working with more sustainable products reduces their exposure to harmful chemicals. So there's obviously a huge health and safety benefit, which is really important. And then, of course, there's the efficiencies that these greener products bring to their businesses. So, you know, the faster drying times and and cost savings, um, less product wastage as well. And then, of course, as you mentioned, there is that that benefit of being part of this movement and taking social responsibility. I don't think you can discredit that benefit as well. Um, I think it also extends to a management level. I think that using sustainability as a topic to attract, you know, new workers, new customers, even new work providers, that's also possible as well. And advertising emission reductions and and CO2 reductions is something that may appeal to their customers and and to work providers as well. Um, And then, of course, there's, you know, the the obvious um, financial benefits that that increasing process optimization and throughput has um, that, that are benefits from using these products as well. I think... From another level, we can look at, you know, OEMs and insurance companies again as well, you know, that more sustainable future in the automotive industry. I think, you know, that sentence is is attractive to insurance companies who are, you know, trying to start to engage more in this movement as well as OEMs. Um, you know, they're both looking at decreasing process times and improving key-to-key times and all that sort of thing as well. So I do think that all levels are benefited through this transition and, and it does make for for a better industry as a whole. No, yeah, absolutely. And and some of the 
items that you touched on really do ring true, particularly with like rising energy costs. How can body shops work a little bit smarter or use products that have a lot of innovation to help them save money in the business to make them sustainable, um, attracting uh, the next generation of employees, um, being that partner of choice or an employee of choice in their case, as well as making themselves appealing to to stakeholders within the industry that have similar targets. So what, what do you think now needs to happen in the automotive repair industry for the topic of sustainability to be a success? I think moving forward, um, considering this is such a big topic, it's not something we want to tackle alone. It's something that we need to tackle all together. So I think really focusing on collaboration throughout the industry to really drive this transition is is going to be really important for the future. So Molly, I cannot thank you enough for joining me on Behind the Body Shop. And I hope that everyone has taken away some really good key topics on sustainability and possibly provided you with some ideas for your business. Molly, thank you for joining me on Behind the Body Shop. Thanks for having me, Kirsten. I think from today's podcast, we can all agree that sustainability is a term that can have different meanings depending on the context, scale and perspective from individuals. What we do know is that it joins social, environmental and economic issues together. And the more discussions we have on this topic, the more informed we become. I'm particularly excited about the upcoming new generation portfolio of Glazerec clear coats and undercoats following a biomass balance approach to offer a sustainable solution and innovative products to the market. Thank you for listening and stay safe.